In a previous episode, I explored the power of self-discipline. I defined what self-discipline is and I showed why self-discipline is important. In addition, I discussed the foundational aspects of self-discipline and spoke about the synergistic power that these additional factors can have on self-discipline. At this point, you are probably more than ready to leave theory behind and begin learning the specifics involved in developing your own self-discipline. This is where the information in this episode comes into play. I'm gonna show you the step-by-step process that will result in you being able to clearly set specific goals and maintain focus on those goals until they are met. My name is Ronika Jacobs and you have found my podcast, Strive For More, Your Best Life Now. While there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, you have taken the time out to listen to this one. And so for that, I wanna say thank you. So without any further delay, let's get to it. Let's strive for more. Episode 122, The Self-Discipline Process. So how exactly do you develop self-discipline? As I've said, self-discipline is a necessary element of success. No matter what success means to you, if you want to reach your goals, you're going to have to develop and practice self-discipline on a regular basis. Self-discipline acts as a shield, deflecting distraction and keeping your focus firmly on your end result. While developing self-discipline can seem difficult, it really isn't. All you need to do is follow several simple steps in order to successfully establish a practice of self-discipline that will provide benefits for the rest of your life. So first, decide on a goal. A journey starts with an initial step, but only if you know where you're going beforehand. If you set out on a journey without having a destination, you may end up not really going anywhere or end up somewhere you never intended. The only thing you're going to accomplish is spinning your wheels. You see, the destination defines the journey. Without a destination, the journey becomes meaningless. As an example, let's think about any typical physical trip on foot. When you set out on foot, you most likely have a specific place that you want to end up. You also usually have a specific reason why you want to get to that place. You're at point A and you want to get to point B in order to accomplish something specific. These factors give your trip a goal or a purpose. 
In other words, you have a reason to begin walking. Even in situations where you don't have a specific destination, you are still walking for a reason. You might want to explore an area or you might want to get some exercise. You're not simply just walking aimlessly. Deciding to begin practicing self-discipline is like going for a walk. You need to know where you want to go before you start refining your self-discipline skills. Self-discipline works best when applied to a goal. So ask yourself what specific goal you want to achieve and then use self-discipline to get you there. Second, determine what's in your way. Once you've established your goal, you need to ask yourself why you haven't reached this goal before. You need to look at the things that you do on a regular basis that prevent you from getting what you want. I know it could be a painful process, but it's absolutely necessary. If you don't know what your own problematic behaviors are, you cannot use self-discipline to alter those behaviors. You cannot be blind to your flaws and expect to achieve success. Think of any professional athlete. Every day, they assess their performance using a critical eye. They're always looking to improve. Therefore, they look for areas that need improvement. They understand that you do not improve performance by building on existing strengths. Instead, you improve performance by focusing on weaknesses and through effort, turning those weaknesses into strengths. Self-discipline works in exactly the same way. It does not build on existing strengths. Instead, it allows you to focus on identify bad behaviors and work on eliminating them. That's why critical self-knowledge is such an important step in the self-discipline process. You need to know what's in your way. What's stopping you from achieving your goals? Once you know what those obstacles are, you can remove those barriers and move forward. Next, emulate someone who's succeeded. They say imitation is the greatest form of flattery. When beginning the self-discipline process, there is no need to reinvent the wheel. In most cases, you don't have to worry about blazing a path to the specific goal that you've set. There are people who have gone before you who, while pursuing their specific goals, have broken the trail for you. All you need to do in terms of getting ready for your journey is to study their path. When you do so, you're going to discover the hidden dangers on that path ahead of time. You'll find out where it's easy to lose the path and get turned around. You'll find out where the swamps are that can bog you down. You'll learn where the landmarks are that will keep you heading in the right direction. So pick a role model, a hero, or an exemplar model that is in a place where you want to be. Study that person's life. If you can, ask them questions. You'll find that most successful people are generous with their time and free with their advice. If you are offered either or both, take the information with thanks 
and use it to your advantage. So if you're in awe of someone and their success, just follow their path to greatness. Next, figure out why do you want what you want? A compelling motive is important in achieving anything. You have to want a thing before you can get that thing. This process not only involves identifying what you want, but also why you want what you want. Let's say you're hungry. You decide that you'd like a banana. You want the banana because you're hungry. Conversely, because you're hungry, you want a banana. The banana is the goal. Your hunger is the motive. The stronger the motive, the more likely it is that you'll achieve the goal. So in this case, the hungrier you are, the more likely it is that you will make an effort to get that banana. If you're slightly hungry and the banana is in another room, you're not going to necessarily get up and go get it. But if you're ravenously hungry, you're far more likely to make the effort to obtain that banana by any means necessary. So it all depends on the motivation. That is why it's important to ask yourself why you want the thing that you want. In other words, why did you select the specific goal that you did? Answering this question will help you establish your motive. Once you have a motive, you can then begin to use self-discipline to increase the chances that you will expend the necessary effort needed to achieve your goal. So now you have to make a plan. You've identified a specific goal that you want to achieve. You've also identified behaviors that need to be changed in order to achieve that goal and you understand your motives in wanting to succeed. Now, you can begin to assemble a clear plan that will get you to where you want to go. This needs to be a detailed plan with nothing left to the imagination. We're talking about specifics here. Day-to-day specifics that fully flesh out each step necessary in the journey from here to there. That level of detail will also mean that the plan will be large. Because of this, you're going to have to identify milestones towards the goal that will occur along the way. These milestones are necessary for two reasons. One, they will allow you to measure your progress giving you benchmarks, as well as allow you to see what you've achieved over time. And two, achieving your milestones and seeing your progress will keep you motivated to reach your ultimate goal over the long haul. Often, we underestimate the amount of time and effort it will take to achieve a goal. This means we will get disheartened when we realize the enormity of the task ahead of us. This, in turn, greatly increases the chances of disinterest, procrastination, and ultimately, failure. A detailed work plan serves to keep things real. When you establish and recognize all of the work necessary to achieve your goal ahead of time, you cannot be disillusioned or disheartened by the process. 
You already know what to expect. So now it's time to work your plan. It's time when you must do the work. The incremental work that you've planned, the work that will bring you to the specific goal that you've set, the work that is necessary if you're going to get from where you are to where you want to be. Working your plan is where self-discipline really comes into play. You and only you can make the conscious choice to do the work that needs to be done. This is a choice that you need to make daily. You may even need to make this choice on an hourly and sometimes even on a minute-to-minute basis. It is only by doing the work that you will reach your milestones. It is only by reaching your milestones that you will achieve your overall goal. Each day that you accomplish what you set out to accomplish reinforces the habit of achieving. Over time, this habit of achieving makes reaching your milestones easier and easier. You succeed because you've succeeded. You achieve because you've achieved. Hold yourself accountable. If you fail to reach a milestone, don't blame anyone but yourself. Don't make excuses. Get up the next day, determined to do what needs to be done, and then do it. Do it instead of relaxing. Do it instead of eating. Do it instead of sleeping. Do what it takes to get it done. Compare the feeling of accomplishment to the feeling of failure. Act accordingly. That's self-discipline in action. If you're interested in hearing about my coaching products or finding out more information about my coaching products, you can visit my website at www.striveforleadership.com. If you like this episode, please hit the like button or you can also share it to friends and family. I want you to continue to strive for more and live your best life now. See you in the next episode.